As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shooter Magooter, and we have a very special guest today. You might know her from her podcast, Not Skinny But Not Fat. Let's welcome Amanda Hirsch to the show. Oh, fuck, she's doing the thing. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm set up. That Look at me. Art. I'm an idiot. That's a little wait here. No, we're good. No, that was actually right. that was even better. Let's just leave it this like that. This is actually, actually better. Yeah, I'm gonna leave, leave it like that. that. Amanda Hirsch Amanda. is on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. How are you tonight? I'm good. I told you guys a little past my bedtime for what I never watch Vanderbump rolls, you know, live. Um yep. I've actually watched the whole show this is a, a confession i watched the whole show late so like in 2000 and like fit 16 i started and i recapped this is kind of like the beginning of my like that's why vanderpump holds like such a special place in my heart because when i started watching vanderpump late like a thousand years late started at season one didn't know any of them meaning like i'm watching jacks season one don't know about jack season seven and i'm like oh he's cute like it just like imagine the situation (laughs) and um and i called myself like a vpr ambassador as like a joke because like definitely not an ambassador since you're 100 years late um but i got so obsessed and it was kind of like the beginning of my like instagram career in a way of like recapping shows and stuff was Vanderpump. So Vanderpump will always be like my number, my number one. Yeah, that's that's very similar to Steel. Steel's gateway drug to Bravo was always Vanderpump. But you're also you're ahead of the curve because I feel like a lot of people did that last year and they did their whole recap where they went back to season one so that they could try to find little Easter eggs here and there. But you did it six years before that. So who cares? You know what? You know what? That means something to me. Because if yeah, I did it, yeah. if I did it post scandal, I'd feel kind of lame. Sorry guys, if you did yeah. it post scandal, yeah. it's like, you know, you're not a real one. You know? Yeah, where where were like you? An asterisk on it. You gotta put an asterisk on their name if they came after the scandal happened. Yeah. Because like Shooter said, that was legit. My wife and I were in uh quarantine, like we were peak pandemic, and she wanted to rewatch vanderpump from episode one season one and i'd never watched any bravo but i knew who like Teresa judice was that was about it so she threw on episode one and we lived in like a row home at the time so there wasn't a lot of space to move around so i was kind of stuck in the living room on my phone not really paying attention and i just heard like the jackson stassi drama erupting and i was like what the fuck is going on and i started to watch a little bit and then she went to bed and i binged like a season overnight and then next thing i knew i was all caught up after like a week and i was like i need something I mean, else what we got next they don't i mean i remember when i started watching and it was like no 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 they're all hooking up they're all cheating on each other mm-hmm. with their best friends in their best friend's bed like this is not a joke like this is not mm-hmm. this is very much all happening and then i also got to know the people 
you know, in, in real life after a while. And you're like, you also get to really understand that like, it's very real too. Like mm -hmm. it's, you know, even though there were moments in this episode that I was like, holy stage oh, yeah. or like oh, there, yeah, were no, there were a few of them where I was like, Oh my God. But, um, but mostly the feelings towards people are real. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so Vanderpump, special place in my heart. Uh, even even in floppy seasons, I'll always be like rooting for it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I know that. It's a very good way to put it, too. And obviously, you know, we've watched it. We've kind of gone through everything. And we've got this whole new vision of what Vanderpump is, especially after last year. So what do you think? Obviously, it's only three episodes in. But is this kind of what you were expecting to kind of start off this season for season 11? Or do you think it could have gone a different direction? I don't know. I mean, again, I really accept it like in its highs and in its lows, like in all forms I will watch and I will enjoy. Um, but so far it's like, I've been over Scandaval. Like I've been over it since like the second month we were on it IRL, which was when like April. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my God. so like, it's, been it's been almost a year. So I'm definitely over it. Um, so it's kind of like also like when you watch the Kardashians, it's like we know so much of what happens in real life with them that like the show really needs to bring some like high quality BTS to like keep it interesting. So I feel like so far we haven't gotten that high quality BTS, right? Of like that right. we didn't know, right? Because like like we know they all talk shit on podcasts. We've seen it. We've heard it. Um, they all like made money off of the scandal. They've all progressed their careers off the scandal. Well, maybe not Sandoval, but um, so, I mean, so far it's like, listen, I like watching them. It's like, I like watching sex in the city, even though it's bad now, you know what I mean? Not that I'm saying right. Vanderpump is bad. I'm just saying it's hard for me hot to take. judge it. Really hot take. I was, <laughs> I was just telling my husband, um, he was sitting, Vanderpump is one of the shows where he can like, sit around it you know he's not like intently right, watching true. but he's not getting up he's like looking um but he asked me about sandoval at the end of the episode he was like does this just keep going like they're not they're gonna be mad they're just gonna keep being mad <laughs> like he was wondering like if they're ever not gonna be mad because like it's been so long no one's forgiving no one's really moving on um and it is you know We've talked, we talked about this a little bit before he jumped on, but um, I'm kind of with Lisa, you know, like I'm kind of with Lisa and the crime, the punishment doesn't really fit the crime um, situation. And like, and I, you know, everyone's living their best life, especially Ariana. So like, we can, we can let go a little bit. I think they could let go point, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I think that they but. could maybe let go a little bit, but I think we are sort of getting that behind the scenes action because they're at least breaking the fourth wall and talking about all of the things that have happened outside the show. And mm -hmm. this is a lot less of a break than what we're used to. Usually they have, you know, six, seven months tops to get through everything, but we didn't want that fallout. We wanted it to still be pretty palpable. So they picked up the cameras a lot quicker. So we are still getting a lot of the raw emotions, which we fully expected for the fallout. But I do think that, yeah, they can let some of it go. But Tom's not fucking giving anything. <laughs> so, like, all he has to do, and that's where Lisa is correct, just be, show some contrition, 
apologize here and there for whoever you can. He just looks like he's recruiting people to be on his team without actually apologizing to them. So that's kind of where he is. If he apologized at all, then yeah, we might be a little more sympathetic to we're going to get tired of watching you just bash the same guy over and over because it's a boring storyline, mm-hmm. but he's not giving anything. So you know what? He deserves to get bashed and I'm going to be here for it. Yeah. And yeah, we're in like think- this weird middle ground where it's like, like you both said, like, yeah, we get it. He fucked up. And yeah, it's, I had to remind our listeners last week when we recorded two weeks ago, when we recorded episode one of this season was like, it's only three months later because even I, like mm-hmm. as the episode started, there's talking about like Scandaval again. I'm like, all right already. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's only been three months. Like it's still pretty fresh. He hasn't even been around because he's off gallivanting in New Zealand doing that stupid reality show. So it's still super raw, but I had to remind myself, and I think that's the risk that this season is going to run is like, yeah, we get it. They're all pissed. And yeah, they have a right to be pissed, but I don't want to watch the same shit week in and week out. We need some kind of progression here. And I think we'll get it. I mean, as we've seen on Instagram, people are hanging out with Tom again, like Sheena's background, Tom Schwartz is dead. I mean, it took Schwartz one episode of being like, I need to do what's best for less, me. Less than one episode. And then, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I really miss him. Like, I really, really miss him, though, guys. Like, I think I'm going to go back. So he didn't stand on his laurels at all, but that's not surprising. I just think that we do run the risk this season of beating this storyline to death, where we're like, okay, yeah, she's pissed. They're pissed. Everyone's pissed. Fuck Tom. We get it. But this isn't fun to watch anymore. So I'm, I'm curious how they're going to try to navigate that. I think that Tom Sandoval said something so important in this episode, which was to Sheena at the end when they're talking in the back alley of Sir, like the good old days. He said, surprisingly, Ariana is the least vindictive person of the group. Like she's the only one that isn't doing extra shit to like Mm -hmm. keep me down, put me down. Um, and I was like, whoa. So like props to Ariana on that, you know, on, on, on not doing that. But you know what? At the same time, she didn't need to because like yeah. the work, you know, it's like sending a hitman to like kill the person you want to kill. Like the work is is being is being done. But you're right. It's three months later. And I'm not judging the cast because it's three months later. I just think as a viewer, like I'm, it's not their fault that I'm over it and that they're probably over yeah. it. And they're probably not even talking about Merkel anymore or Sandoval anymore you know it makes sense that Mm -hmm. then they were then they were talking about it but Schwartz yeah Schwartz I mean also the moment with Schwartz kind of like sucking up to Sheena and like leaving performatively Tom's lame birthday to go to Sheena's thing because like Sheena's Mm -hmm. so important to him like since when was Sheena's so important to you? Even though he did go to her wedding and like piss off Katie. So I guess like Sheena is a little bit. Yeah, but at the same time, he went to her wedding and made out with Raquel at the wedding, which he knew would cause a scene. And he went to the wedding to piss off Katie, arguably. So is that to support Sheena or is that Tom being Tom? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, I don't know. I think that he, I said it a lot last year. I think that Schwartz, is smarter than people think. I think he's playing this like dumb card where he's like, Oh, I just want everyone to be happy. But you see glimpses of it when he gets really mad and fire back at people. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like that was sharp. And it was to the point. So I don't think that he's this like puppy dog. I think he loves that. He can lean on that where he's like, Oh no, like I just want everyone to get along. 
because it allows him to kind of skate through things. We've seen Schwartz get away with everything. He's always Every worked day. his way back into the fold every single time, and he will continue to do so. We're going to watch it this season. It's going to happen. Ariana might not bend the knee because she actually has like morals and standards, but the rest of the group is going to get back in with Schwartz. They already pretty much are. Even Katie, we have to watch those scenes where she goes to pick up the dogs and it's awkward and she acts like she's mad, but then five minutes later, they're laughing on the couch. So Schwartz is going to Schwartz. He always will Schwartz. I'm just curious to see like, how does that, how does the group come back together? Like, is it half well, of them hanging out with shorts? Go ahead. Yeah. And I think that we can kind of see that because the one scene during this episode, that's pretty indicative of where they're going to go with this is while they're at sir and everybody's sitting on the couch after he invites them to Lake Tahoe, they're not giving him shit for the sake of giving him shit and ripping him apart. They're coming from a place of even Katie's coming from a place of like concern and love and saying, why are you going to keep doing this to yourself? You need to pull yourself out of this instead of just saying, Schwartz, you're an idiot. Why can't you see what the hell's going on here? Get away from me. It's a you can be better than this if you just remove yourself from Tom entirely. So they're still looking at him like this lost puppy dog which is exactly what you're saying. So yeah, I think he realizes that. And if we are giving him the credit that you're giving him, saying that he's a little sharper than we're giving him credit for overall, then he's going to play that up to his advantage. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to invite everybody all together. He could just easily lean into a friendship with DJ James Kennedy, hang out with him because James is a softy. You can work your way up to him and it'll work your way back in the group as long as you ignore Tom. But he's trying to do both and he's doing it actively and he's not even really trying to hide it. He's opening up about it because, again, it's just Schwartz being dumb. So everybody's kind of writing it off. So I think that's exactly what he's going to do. And that's how it's going to work out this season. Well, I think a couple of things we need to remind ourselves, which sucks because we like to pretend like reality TV is just real life and we're just getting, you know, a straight glimpse in. But is that people want to film, right? They're getting paid to film. So it's like they want to hang out with everybody because if they can't hang out with everybody, they won't be where they want to be to film. So I'm sure if the cameras were off all year, Schwartz would be like, I don't care if I'm good with Ariana or not. You know what I mean? But he wants to be good with Ariana because he wants to be around the group. But speaking of Schwartz, I think he's so smart. I mean, have you heard his vocabulary? Like he has like, such a such an amazing yep. vocabulary and he's very smart but you're right we do see the glimpses in this episode we saw him kind of get kind of ragey at ariana where he where he was like who do you think you are queen b with your like huge ego and then she's like yeah. what and he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry no I, I shouldn't have said that and he apologizes right away too which like i'm all for an apology but if you're apologizing right after you said something like you you just said it, you know, so it's probably mm -hmm. you you meant it. Um, and if that's his opinion that Ariana's ego kind of blew up after this went down, I think that people I feel like and I have a little like feeling that we might see more of those feelings come up in the season from other cast members like it's bound to happen. Right. Like she blew up. Got she got all these like Lala. Like where she's right. like, oh, she got cheated on. Now she's suddenly a god or whatever, like stuff like that. Well, don't you? Let's understand Lala for a minute. Even before that happens, Lala had a very similar thing happen to her. You know, not with a friend or blah 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 blah, but like, and like, yeah, she got supported, but like not in this way. You know, she didn't and get like a people, Broadway role. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. got a Broadway role. She didn't get a Dancing with the Stars role. Like. She didn't get major brand deals of like 
I remember right after it happened, we saw Lala move into the, you know, the apartment she's living in now doing like, you know, brand deals to like support her and her family. She wasn't getting like Super Bowl commercials like Ariana. So I can, I, I think it would be in inhuman if a castmate wouldn't be jealous a little bit that like such success came to, to Ariana from being on this show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you guys know, I love Dev. She's the best. Our marriage is the best. It's just the best. And for those of you out there that are in a relationship, you want your relationship to be the best. A lot of people think that easy means best. Sometimes people go through hiccups. You have speed bumps. Things happen. Life is hard. And your life is there to share with your partner. And when you need some extra help, the best place to go is BetterHelp.com. Because at BetterHelp, they offer licensed therapists. You can pick your therapist. You can switch your therapist. And we here at the Brav Bros, we're big advocates for therapy, aren't we, Shoots? We sure are. Therapy helps you get through any of your downtimes, any time that you're feeling like you need a little boost in your life. BetterHelp is definitely there to help you through everything. Yeah, and we have both used BetterHelp. We're both fans of BetterHelp. You don't have to be in a terrible spot to want to get therapy. Sometimes it's just nice to have that neutral voice in your life, especially if it's a relationship issue. Sometimes a third party can help you get through something that might be a little bit difficult to talk about on your own, and that is okay, and that is what BetterHelp is here to do. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BravBros today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash BravBros. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I completely agree. And I think that we're going to see that leak out a little bit. I'm curious how that's going to come out because I also think that Nobody wants to tread on Ariana because of the backlash they might receive. So I'm curious if like that scene with Lala where she's like, oh, she gets cheated on and suddenly she's God. Is she going to reel it back in immediately after that? Like when we see the rest of that scene, I just I feel like everyone and not that they should be saying things against Ariana, but I do feel like if they are slightly jealous or if they do feel a certain way or if they're not agreeing with her, we may not see them speak out about it because they're afraid that people are going to come after them and like Instagram or social media is going to start a war path against anybody that dares to go against queen Ariana. So their reactions are going to be interesting to watch throughout the season, as far as how they handle certain situations, especially if we've seen them act a certain way in the past when something's happened, but now they have this overshadowing of scandal all over them. So maybe it might alter some perspectives a little bit. So it's going to be, they have a chance here to have a great season. I think that we have seen already where there might be some pitfalls for this season, and it may not live up to the standards that we all have. And unfortunately for VPR as a whole, our standards are so high now because last season was the best season of reality TV that a lot of people have seen. It was fucking insane. We're never going to get that again. So they've, they've set the bar so high. 
I think that they run the risk of trying to replicate last year rather than try to go down a different path this year, given the boost they had from last year. Yeah, and I think if they can somehow control the chaos from the fallout, because obviously once Sandoval gets re-ingrained in the group, there's going to be a lot of betrayal going on there, and Ariana's going to feel betrayed if Sheena's hanging out with Sandoval, and she's going to feel the same way if Lala's being nice and James Kennedy's being nice. That's pretty much where we're going to go, and I feel like that's kind of what we want in this season. We want that chaos of, holy shit, like, you know, Tom was our friend for a very long time, but we have to defend Ariana, and I need that duplicity of going back and forth and thinking, I need to do this or I need to do that to be good by whoever I'm actually honoring or whoever I'm loyal to, and I think that's really what's going to come down to it is the human nature of it all because what are we going to do at the end of it like amanda just said we've got people who might be a little jealous and maybe that's going to show if ariana oversteps a little bit and if she gets really pissed off because sheen is hanging out with sandoval if something like that happens maybe we see sheena go back at her and then all of a sudden things start to unravel that would be i think my ideal season is watching all of these people who have known each other for so long and have been friends and enemies and friends and enemies again to go after each other and then really draw a line. I mean, there's one scene where they literally draw a line in the sand and they're going to have to do that <laughs> at some point in time. And I think that's going to be really cool to watch because that's really what it comes down to for the fallout of all these friendships. It was, I was saying that what made us fall in love with the show was the authentic friendships and reactions and, and, you know, conversations and whatever. And here, I mean, we're aware there's a bit more preparation and thought that goes into it. Like you guys were saying, like, are they going to, say what they really want to say. Are they going to show what they truly mean or think or whatever? Are they going to be scared of the repercussions of social media and whatever? So that kind of like sucks, right? Because it's like, first of all, I hope that Lala continues to be Lala because she showed us before that she says whatever the fuck she thinks. You know what I mean? She comes yeah. for people. So I hope that like at least we get Lala, you know, give us Lala. At least Lala <laughs> will give us Lala and not you know, care that, you know, if she might say something, it might piss somebody off. Um, but you're right. We already know that people are going to let Sandoval in a little bit more and he's going to go on these trips and he's going to be part of the whole fucking season. So shit is going to happen. I do have high hopes for the season in general, but I'm sure we're going to get some cringy, weird moments like Sheena. Oh, seeing him. It's first of all, him showing up at Sir. Let's let's roll it back. Baffling. Yeah. Like like why are you at sir? Like 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 again, it goes back to the filming thing. Like, are you that desperate to film that night? You're coming with Kyle Chan, the fucking jewelry designer, everybody, who like mm -hmm. is he your best friend? He's your only friend. Coming with him, sitting at a like at a date table. Yeah. James hates you. Everybody hates you. Why are you there? And then seeing Sheena. And then him trying to like compliment Sheena. It was just so fucking cringy. It was brutal. And she's like, no it was thanks. Brutal. No thanks. Yeah. And he's like, you look like Shania Twain. She's like, thank you. And like, you know, like she, she's like, she likes the She compliment. gave a little bit. She yeah, gave yeah, a little yeah. bit. Gave a little like, bit more. Thank you. I was, I, I literally found a picture of Shania that looked like this. So you nailed it, Tom. Thank you so much. I know. That's he one check on doing. you. He, he does, but if, there's no, there's no fucking way that Sheena didn't know he was sitting right there when she got up to go to the bathroom. There's a camera like, right there. And the like, fact that she Kyle says, like, I'm not going to do this right here. Oh, like, okay. 
Bruh, we're going to see you on TV. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, what does it matter? Like, you know, this is being filmed. Doesn't matter if it's in the back alley or even though I really do appreciate a back alley moment. Like, it really. We haven't had one in a while. Like, in a while. Like, I know. Stags, like, you know, just the good old days. Um, but it was very hard to watch. It's also very hard to watch because Tom like you said, isn't giving anything an inch isn't giving an inch. And also like I was saying, my husband sits next to me and he just goes to me, this guy like loves himself. Like he's so into himself. And I was like, what makes you say that just as like somebody who doesn't watch the show. And he's like, you could just tell like the hair, the like he's so fucking into himself mm. that like, again, even if you wanted to be like Elisa and say, you know, give him some slack, you know, whatever. He makes it very hard because it's like, look a little rougher, you know, skip totally. the Botox appointment for this month, you know, let the wrinkles wrinkle a little bit. Paint the nails for know? a little while. Yeah. Have a bad Chipping manny. Off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Have a bad have manny. A, yeah. Chew your nails. Have a bad manny. Have a non spray tan. Like you're too glued together. And, and put together to pretend that you were, you know, going to jump off a cliff or whatever he, you know, was insinuating, which, you know, we we, we hope that he wasn't. Um, but Lisa sure did believe him that he was yeah. could have reached she a did. moment like that. And understandably so, given her brother. And I mean, I, I will agree with her where she said, you know, I'd rather be the person that falls for it and reaches out than the latter and not doing so. And then, you know, if something were to happen, then she would rather err on the side of caution. And I agree with that. It's just, it's obviously such a touchy subject and we don't wish that on anybody and those feelings on anybody like that. It's just, I agree with you as he brings that up, you're kind of everyone watching is like, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a really difficult topic obviously it's just everything he's going through it when you look back on his quote-unquote healing journey over the past like six months and this goes back to when james was having that conversation with him he's like you couldn't reach out to me one time i watched your social media tour you look like you're doing fine you're on stage right. singing about raquel you're singing about schwartz you're singing about lost friendships and burning the world to the ground and you're laughing about it and you're posting stories about it and you're on this quote-unquote tour with your quote-unquote band and you're using it to your advantage. So it doesn't, what you're saying doesn't match the optics at all. And then instead yeah, of dealing with this shit, you go to New Zealand and film a reality show and leave everyone else to deal with your shit. And that's, I feel like he portrays himself like he doesn't know what's going on or why bad things are happening to him, which is fucking insane. But you can tell he has the awareness of what's going on. And that's what bothers me the most. When he's sitting there with Kyle, he says, yeah, you know, being at Sir, it's pretty crazy. Somebody could come over and, you know, spill a drink on me, but like not so accidentally. It's like, okay, so you know that that's going to happen. So you understand the public perception of you being a piece of shit that the normal stranger is just going to walk over and spill a drink on you. But then you're expecting apologies from other people like that's that's where it doesn't add up. So all of this, like this web of lies that he's spinning about his feelings and where he wants things to be at the end of all of this and his friendships and whatever, it all boils down to, dude, you know what the fuck's going on. And you're just not accepting the fact that you need to apologize. And you're even playing it up even more by talking to Lisa saying, 
first off, getting angry at Lisa while Lisa's just trying to give you advice is fucking insane. Yelling at Lisa. She's the only person that's powerful enough in your corner that might be able to sway some people your way. If you really want to do this the right way, you act like that towards Lisa and you try to be bashful. You try to have a little shame in your voice and try to get her on your side because you know what? She might sit down with a couple of the other people in the cast and say, Tom's really having a really bad time and we need to give him a little bit of attention. Then it might work out your way, but he's not even doing that. He's showing up at Sir on a Tuesday night saying, oh yeah, it's pretty crazy in here, isn't it? I knew that I had to come here because I'm taking Lisa's advice by sitting down and I need to apologize to people. You had the opportunity to apologize to Sheena immediately and instead you make the Shania Twain joke then you point out your sweater for whatever fucking reason. He wanted a compliment. You, he wanted. Yeah, he, he, wanted he was fishing for compliments, which yeah. is insane. Well, he also in has to drop in the fact sir. that it was Ali's. That's his buddy. That oh yeah, away. of course. Yeah, oh. and he, that's that's him getting the ball rolling. In like he wanted Sheena to apologize and say how are you doing, and she didn't take that bait. Thankfully, I actually thought that she was going to, and it didn't go the way that he wanted to. He didn't really apologize. He said that he apologized months ago. You could have apologized again. He didn't. And then he takes the shot at the end and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I just don't understand what his game is here because we know it. It's Sandoval. He's got some sort of strategy, some sort of game in here. And I can't really identify because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, yelling at Lisa was really hard because it's like, it would be one thing if I felt like it was like real rage, you know? But it just feels again, part of this like shtick or game or strategy but, like, how could that possibly be your strategy to show that, like, you're so emotional that you're, like, screaming at Lisa? Like, that's just not a good, whatever this move is, like, change the move. Like, this is, cry now. Like, she'll she'll buy yeah. the tears. This is your cue to cry. But, yeah, him raising his voice, I was like, I'm so fucking hard, Lisa. It just was, it, it was not <laughs> matching the tone of the conversation. Like yeah. It wasn't no. matching it. And again, I'm one of those people, like I was saying to Seal before, like I could have some room to understand and to say, hey, he cheated, you guys. Let's calm down. Let's not burn his business, you know? And, and, but, but again, he's making it hard to not fucking, to not, to, 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 he's making it hard to, to, to even think that because, yeah, just give again, him any and, kind of grace at all. It's like impossible. Kind. Like, I mean, the it, world that's tour. Like you start the season out. Go ahead. The world tour was probably the worst move because here's my opinion. I think the New Zealand, like, he should have taken that right because even though it's like you were saying, like, dumb show, it's a it's a show that does really well. You know, mm. he probably got paid for it really well. Uh, um, it was a good experience. It came at a perfect time. So I'm like, okay, let's say the show. It was a good moment for him to take that show. The tour was like couldn't have been worst optics. And like, how much money are you making on this tour, dude? You're not making None. like you're you're playing really small venues. The tickets are probably so cheap. One venue that he was giving them out for free. One of our listeners, like, yeah, I went to the show and you got in for free, but they, I guess, they made money from the drinks, like from the, the bars. Yeah, yeah, twenty percent for the bar tab. Yeah, great. <laughs> So, like, but, that wasn't worth it because that made you look so – like, you should have stepped away. Like, people are happy for Raquel right now. I don't know if you guys saw, but Raquel walked some New York Fashion Week show Fashion Week, yeah. and popped on social to, like, promote it or whatever. And I was looking at the comments, as one does, and they were 
92% positive. And I was aghast because I was like, whoa, <laughs> the tides have turned. And like, I'm, I, you know, I was, I'm again, both of them, I don't think should have been treated the way they were by the public. I think it was dangerous how the world behaved towards them. Like, I really thought it was too much. But, but somehow she, she, as much as we were making fun of like her, you know, getting PR teams and going away and releasing statements and the TMZ cameras following, whatever. At the end of the day, the girl came back and like the hate doesn't seem that strong anymore. And I think if you put that, the dichotomy of how she dealt with it and handled it versus how Sandoval has handled it, it paints the picture of exactly why she is coming out the other side of this. And now Sandoval, I feel like by not doing anything other than his stupid world tour, which we saw, he was still hey, gaining some world. ground. It was like world literally, tour. it was like, yeah. a, like the Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Southwest US, Nevada, a couple of spots in Utah and California. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like during that time, even then, like the hatred was starting to slow down a little bit. It wasn't as crazy as when all this came to light. But I feel like it's ramping up again because of how he's handled it versus you see Raquel Walk Fashion Week and she's getting a lot of praise and people are like, oh, it's good to see you back on your feet. Things like that. Because again, at the end of the day, it was a cheating scandal. Nobody died. Like people will move on. They will move forward unless you do the one thing. And that's take no accountability and no remorse for it. And that's he came out of the gate like that with his conversation with DJ James Kennedy. When DJ when he brought up the fact that, you know, 10 years ago, like you hooked up with Kristen in my bed, regardless of your feelings on the matter, even if you still hold that grudge against him, which to me is pretty weird if you're gonna fork over like 20 grand for James's proposal to Raquel back in the day, but you're still holding this over his head. Or is it just an opportunistic moment where you don't have to say sorry to him because you're like, well, you did it to me, bro. Like that just shows you the lack of self-awareness that he has, because even if he does feel that way, dude, just say sorry. Like if he's like, do you yeah. to apologize for like the ultimate betrayal? Just be like, yes, I do. That's all you have I'm to do. sorry. And that That's would it. go a long Wait, way with James too. Can I just hot take for a minute? And like, sure. sure. Bravo listeners will probably hate me, but James dying on this hill is a little weird for me. Like, I agree with you that this conversation didn't go well and Sandoval sort of handled it differently if he wants a friendship with James. James had a girlfriend. Like, Ali's standing there, you know, the whole last season, not understanding why James is so fucking triggered and emotional and, you know, and, and caring as if he's Ariana on the other side. Where like he's not because he and like he ended the engagement with Raquel. He has a new girlfriend that he said he's never been more in love with. Why are you so emotional about it? You know, I just feel like, and I know that James, uh, you know, made the point that it's more like his friendship with Sandoval that he's um, upset about. But then he would be like, whatever. It's this chick that I dated, you know and yeah. was engaged to that he says was like the worst decision of his life. Like what, I, you know what I mean? So it's not adding up why, like if I was Ali, I'd be like, why are you so hurt by this? Like, this is your ex. 
yes, it's gross, but it's not near what, you know, happened to Ariana where she was like with Sandoval. So to me, it's like James is a little bit, I know, listen, the herd followed James last season. He was the star. He was saying all the things. He was whatever. I've always seen the the side of James of like loving his, you know, remarks and, and things. I've always liked him, but I also think that it's like, he needs to kind of calm down because the betrayal wasn't to him at all. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Sandoval hooked up with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Gross, incestuous, but what's fucking new, you know, in this group. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, Let's try to theorize exactly why James is upset about this. What is it really? Because I think you're right. I think that the Raquel aspect of it has nothing to do with anything. It's got to be all Sandoval related. Like it's all like you are my best friend and you didn't tell me. I think maybe you... he feels scorned because he realizes now that he wasn't as close to Tom as he thought he was. And now he feels stupid. I think a big it part seems of it like is he's angry though, but it but it seems that he is angry about the Raquel thing because you remember how he was like, and he's talking to yeah. stupid Raquel. Like it was Raquel. Like I don't think it's because he feels stuff for Raquel still, but there's something that maybe feels like kind of like this like ownership or or like I don't know what goes on in his brain, but I know that Allie, she seems like such a good girl. And I remember in moments last season where he was getting really out of hand that she was like, whoa, like. You could tell that maybe she didn't want to full out say it, but she was kind of like, she's your ex. Like, why are you so insane about this? You know, why are you so mad at him? Why are you maybe, so mad at him? Maybe that did happen, but I feel like Allie, as far as what her presence is on the show, she doesn't do stuff like that. Like, I feel like when she has those conversations with James, assuming she does, it's behind closed doors. Like, she has more of a camera presence knowing, you know what? I don't want this she relationship to look messy on camera. I'm going to wait. And she did that a couple times last year where he was just completely blowing his lid. She would just walk away or she would go home or she would have, like, a few words with him and he didn't react the way that she would expect. And she just walked away. Like, she wasn't dealing with any of that on camera. But they're still together, and she still, we know, has a good head on her shoulders, and she is very present in their relationship. So I would imagine that she waits behind closed doors, and then they have that conversation back then and there. And maybe it's helping James grow a little bit. But, you know, as far as good TV goes, I kind of want to see that. I want to see her blow up at him for doing <laughs> something like that, because then it at least validates what we're talking about here, where we're just trying to figure out where the hell he's coming from. If we see Allie blow up at him, maybe we get a little bit more from James as to why he's so upset about the right. real thing. Right. If Ali says you're both right, I think you're Thanks, both Dior. correct. I think that part of it is the fact that he feels scorned by this this big brother figure that he looked up to in Tom Sandoval. I don't think he still had feelings for Raquel. I think this is a pride thing. I think this is mm. a moment where you know you can either call it bro code or you can just call it his ego, where he's like, "What the fuck? Mm. You left." Like, I left you and you're going to settle down for this dude, like this worm with a mustache. I think that that's the root of it. I don't think James likes being lesser than other men. I think that gets under his skin when someone else like, gets a leg ego, up Pride and yes. ego. I mean, that's like his middle initial. Correct. You know? So I think that I think that you're right. I think pride and animal, ego. Yeah. But how is yeah. Bravo verse just accepting that? That's what I'm saying. Because I think that like Sheena, okay, she was actually really close with Sandoval for years, best friends with Raquel, best friends with Ariana. 
Like Sheena has a leg in the game, skin in the game, whatever the fuck. Okay. You know, leg Katie hated Tim. <laughs> leg in the game, yeah. One leg in the game. I got my leg one, in this game, baby. One yeah. leg, one leg in and one leg up. Um <laughs> Katie hated Sandoval for years. You know, he yeah. basically broke up her marriage in one way, in one of the ways, I'm sure. You know, like everybody sure. else has a leg in the game. Okay. Yeah. James, least of legs in the game, in my opinion, yet somehow is given this like space, which like nice of everyone to give him this space to like be mad and like, storm in on his birthday and like we're you know i just feel like it's not I, yes sandoval could have just appeased everybody in his lame ass birthday which we need to discuss immediately like what yes. was that was that part of the pity party like what haunting, is that really it was it was <laughs> uncomfortable to watch i didn't care for any of it the no. singing of happy birthday with the cake it, it felt very droll and i was sad was that really your birthday like i'm sorry are we supposed to buy this that like your birthday went and like i love to me and like anywhere with the sky and with the, your sweatpants like oh <laughs> my god fucking and raquel didn't even text him on his birthday of his birthday of all days God. He's building that up to you guys. Like, I don't, I can't that do the moved. timeline right now, but like, there's some sort of timeline here because I, I said this on my Instagram last week when he kind of started with the like, I love Raquel and like whatever. I was like, she blew up his spot majorly post reunion. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. basically, was like, he made me lie. I'm going to lose Tom saying this. Like, she full on like exposed him. And we're he even supposed said to in believe... the reunion that he didn't love her anymore, by the way. He's like, yeah, I'm right. not like in love with her anymore. He said that at the reunion. So that plays as well. Sorry. Wow. So all of that, and we're supposed to believe that three months later, he's still in love with her, waiting for a phone call. Like something isn't, but we do know from Ariana that they are sending the letters. So like there is some, some discrepancies in my train of thought. Um, but like, don't, but, but okay, but he's not telling the cameras or the confessional that he's mad at Raquel, that they had like a lot of issues after the reunion because she fucking made it worse for him. So like he is keeping things and not really saying everything because he wants to build up this like probably um, situation where we feel bad for him because, you know, Raquel, who he blew up his whole life for you know, doesn't is, want him. is done with him. Yeah. So that way when he turns on her and he says she hasn't been supporting him and he starts dating other people, we yeah. can say, oh, Tom really tried to make that fake relationship yeah. work. <laughs> but I, th I think that's the thing with Raquel is the optics are all there for her. And look, she went on Bethany Frankel. She did that whole thing, which was an absolute fucking mess. She could easily be, she could easily be the villain still, but she went away from the public eye for long enough. She wasn't out there doing anything. She seems like she actually went to treatment. She, you know, moved in with her parents. She stayed off of social media. She did all of the quote unquote right things. So I'm not super surprised that now, because look, in the public eye, everything is fleeting and we stop to care about things. If she wants to go on fashion week, people are going to support her. They're going to forget about it and be like, look, wow, she went out for, you know, six, seven months and we didn't hear a peep from her. She must have been working on herself. Good for her. I'm happy for her. She could have just been like hiding out somewhere, doing the same shit, breaking up marriages in Arizona for all we know. 
But instead, she didn't publicize everything that she was doing like Tom did. So now all of a sudden it's like, okay, we'll give her a little bit of grace. Tom did the opposite. Tom is playing everything up for the camera and we're seeing right through it because he hasn't given us anything that says anything else than that. Like we just assume he's manipulating the situation because that's the Tom that we know. And he hasn't taken time away to look like a different Tom. And he I don't think we, and I don't think we should hold our breath for that. Like, I don't think Tom is going to change in one day. The audience is going to be like, there he is, you know, like it's not, it's not in the cards for him. He's yeah. not going to, that card isn't going to. And like I said, like, I think like maybe steel, you were saying you, you were like def a defender and there may have been a few of you. But I think most of the Bravo verse has before Scandifal. Can we just no, 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 don't, don't put that tries to gaslight me all the fucking time. No, no, no. Before, okay. Before, no, because we were talking about this shooter before you came on. That like, I because I was saying I think what a little bit played into Scandifal being so huge is that people hated him, right? Like if he was a likable character and this happened, like I think it would have looked a little bit different. But right. both of them were such like kind of icky characters it's on the show. Sleazeballs. Yeah. Please balls. Like, you know, Lala had a feeling about Raquel from day fucking one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, give it to Lala, who's always like this fucking bitch. And and I remember being like, but her, like, she can barely speak. Like, she can't, you know. And and Sandoval, I was a defender too. I was telling Steele before, like, I always felt like he was a good friend of Tom. I didn't understand why, like. Stassi hated him so much and Katie hated him so much. And, um, and, and most of the people hated him so much. So I think he's just going to like, no matter what, before Scandal, he was hated. Scandal made him the most hated man on the planet. And even when people come down about Scandal, he's still going to not be liked. And again, I mean, he just went on Nick Vial's podcast. Let's not even, I didn't listen, but I heard that it was like, the messiest mess that ever has been a mess, like in your life. We have to um, listen to it because our listeners want us to. Yeah, be I, I heard he showed up forty-five minutes. There. He showed up forty-five minutes late, and he was probably either still drunk from the night before or on some sort of whatever. But he looked like an absolute wreck. So that's uh, great. so bad. Is he's not making one right move? Like not nope. one. No, not. He hasn't made. But I one. think like a big part like that you see is. The minute that you challenge him, the minute that you press him a little bit, even if he's trying to apologize, he immediately reverts back to insults and defending himself that he's not wrong. I think that's the biggest the biggest pitfall that we've seen from him. Honestly, if he had come into this season, world tour aside, okay, even if he did all that stupid shit, you know, after the fact, you can blame that on, yeah, you know, it was a really weird time. I was the most hated person on the planet. I couldn't open my phone without seeing death threats, shit like that. So yeah, I went a little off the rails. I'm sorry. Come back into the fold with everybody with remorse and empathy and walk into the room quietly and just sit down and take your beating. Take your beating so you can get back with the group. You sat through it at the reunion and defended yourself. Now you're coming back into a new season where the whole world has seen you for who you really are. And instead of trying to change the narrative or trying to change the focus or actually using a special forces reality show in which they do push you to your limits as an actual time to learn about yourself and grow and get better. It seems as though he looked at these things as though they were pawns in this game that he's playing. He's like, Oh, this will look good. And this will look good. This will show people I'm on a healing trip. I'm going to show people I'm in Arizona on a retreat 
trying to get better. I'm going to show that to them so they see that I'm doing this. I'm going to show myself crying on special forces to garner sympathy. I'm going to come back into the group as a hurt puppy dog that I'm scorned, that people won't leave me alone. And it's such a weird tactic to take because I do genuinely think that because of how long it's been as far as us seeing the show and Scandival dying down, if he had come into this season calm, remorseful, and just apologizing to everybody, he would already be back in the group with more than half of them. I think the only holdouts are going to be Ariana and Katie because Katie has hated him forever. And Ariana never has to talk to him again. She, she has that right. She doesn't need to say shit to him because of everything that happened. And I agree with that. It's just his tactics up until this point are baffling to me. It's just like every time he has a fork in the road to make one move or the other, he always makes the wrong move. It's like so blaringly oh. obvious to me. Like, dude, just fucking apologize. Even if you don't believe it, say sorry and then fucking cry. Like you said, now you cry. Cry now. But cry. now you're being a hard ass about stuff. And that makes no fucking sense. Why are you a tough guy now? I mean, why didn't he try to apologize to Ariana a gazillion times? Like, are you, I like, don't know. why wouldn't you do that? You know, send her flowers every single day, you know, do her laundry in the house like make it so the house is like so comfortable for her and said he puts a white noise machine like yeah. a fucking weirdo <laughs> well, she, was, she was spying on him and listening to his conversations apparently so i mean listen <laughs> fucking insane but, oh it's great i don't know i don't know what the story arc's gonna look like i do know that i can't watch many more birthday party scenes like that with his paid friends oh, God. because it's genuinely uncomfortable like it's like watching those people who are all there because Wait, they want to be on TV. How old did he turn? Like forty-five. Like how old? How old is he? Forty. Forty. 40 I want to say forty-three. 40 who knows? Well, the, the cake. The cake said forty again. So who knows? Oh, the cake said oh, yeah, forty again. Forty again. You're just one gonna of those, have a yeah. chill, like ten people. There's a soda machine over there. It's like, oh my god. No, it's so tough. No. And like that one dude, Jason, like we have a history with him. Like we, we uh, got tickets. They sent us free tickets to Tom Sandoval and the most extras like a year ago. Uh -huh. And we were going to go out in California because my brother lives out there. We we're going to like make it a trip and we didn't end up going. He reached out to us like mid Scandoval, like when everything broke because we were like posting shit, obviously, because everybody was. And he reached out to us and said, guys. I think that you need to hear Tom's side of the story before you start talking about this because he's getting a lot of hate. <laughs> We're like, fuck no, we don't care about Tom's <laughs> side of the story. Like, thanks, Jason. And then Jason. He's getting hate. That's crazy. Phone. You did. Oh my yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a true story. So we are still blocked by Tom Sandoval and the most extras, not Tom Sandoval oh, himself. Though. Oh, Oh, just Tom Sandoval and the most. Just, That's interesting. Just, I know it's just really disappointing because yeah. we can't hear we can't hear their music anymore, which is really sad for me. It's a bummer. I mean, but like my whole thing is like you see Jason at the fucking party, and it's like, dude, you're clearly just pining for the limelight. I think he has a crush on Sandoval. Like that. That's coming off to me where he's like enamored with this dude, and it was just so funny to see that scene right before it, where it's like, yeah, he's just surrounding himself with yes men, and you see Sandoval like crying to his friends, quote unquote, friends at the party. And they're all just like, yeah, dude, you're totally right. Like Harry Chen is like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then yeah. Jason's like, and he came in here so hot. It's like, Jason, shut the fuck up and go to the pool. Like, get, get yeah. away from the camera. Like, I also don't, don't think that James came in. James did not come into that party very hot. He came in normal. He walked in. He came in, he he came in awkward, even. not even hot. 
I know. Have yeah. you seen James very hot, Jason? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, have you seen James very hot? But it was also, I know this is hard to put aside, but like James thinking this was a good time. I mean, okay. Lamest birthday party on the planet, a joke to, to, to birthday parties in the world. But James being like, I'm going to go and like confront him and get my apology during his birthday was just like a weird move. I mean, See, so weird that again, weird. Allie, Queen Allie stays in the car because she's like, fuck this shit. I'm not going in. Right. I mean, any other person, which like makes me appreciate her, you know, Raquel would have gone in. Raquel mm -hmm. would have fucking but gone I, in. Oh, I yeah. do think there's a part of James that misses Sandoval. And I think that's the mm. root of it. I think he hides behind the fact that like, oh, I wanted to confront him finally. Like, there's my chance to go tell him like exactly how I'm feeling about everything. I don't think that's true. I think that he saw mm. like some kind of opening that he could defend going over there. Cause then he immediately yeah. goes to the emo night. And the first thing he says, is like, Oh, like he has the nerve to text me and like, want me to go over there and this and that and acts like he was so pissed off to get the text initially. But if you go back to his conversation with Ali, he's like, I haven't really had a one-on-one -on -one with him. He just kind of iced me out and I haven't talked to him since. He didn't have that same angst or anger about him going into the conversation, seemingly. Mm. It more seemed to me like he wanted Maybe. an it's apology all coming together so that he could move forward. Do you know it's all coming together for me now with what you said before with the pride and the ego and mm. him saying after that that he iced him out. His anger is coming from... Yeah, it's coming from him being hurt by Sandoval. Yep. So badly I, because he feels like they were so close and he was his big brother and all this bullshit that he's like, okay, how did you do this to me? And B, how after that aren't you trying to be good with me? Like, how don't you care that I'm not in your life? Mm. Yep. I think I have a different theory now because I okay. think that James, I think James is starved for male friendship. If you go back to last year oh. with Brock's boys and he starts making fun of all of the dudes and then he goes, you know what, actually, I think I could see myself going out and partying with these guys. And then he did it with Sandoval. And now even Schwartz. Last year, he was at odds with Schwartz the entire year right. for any, anything under the sun, but he still had Sandoval for the majority of the year. Now he doesn't have Sandoval anymore. Who's he being nice to is Schwartz. Schwartz is coming over with plants and doing the dumb Schwartz things. And James is like, oh, yeah, come on over. Bring me another plant. Hey, you can come up in my DJ booth. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to the group to, or about Lake Tahoe for you. He's giving Schwartz a chance, and it makes no sense. Schwartz isn't cool with really anybody. Sheena just completely abandoned him after emo night, rightfully so, because he went to Sandoval's first. Nobody else is really pining for Schwartz, and all of a sudden James is? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right. Guys, Schwartz, I mean, bring James it all together. We really dad. are. Amazing. James's dad. It's the root. James's dad is a DJ all across the world. He wasn't home. He didn't have that male bond with his father. Mm. Now he searches for that in other men. He hasn't found it. He thought he had it in Sandoval. Sandoval did what his dad did and left him and went to New left Zealand. Him. Starting and to make now sense. Now he's looking around. There you go. Ooh. I mean, it is true also what you were saying, Shooter, because... Schwartz hated, I mean, James hated Schwartz for the Raquel thing, whether oh, yeah. fake or not or whatever, but that was a real thing in his face, not a cheating, kept secret keeping thing. It was a like, Schwartz wanted to hook up with Raquel, Raquel wanted to hook up with Schwartz, like they didn't care what uh, James thought. So yeah, he's completely good with Schwartz and he misses 
Sandoval, which like I know it's hard to think about right now, but if you guys could try, there were moments in history of the show where we do see Sandoval being a good friend to both James and like being there for Sandoval was the only person who could stand James in the group, like from the beginning. So I think that's why James has such a like, you know, kind of bond with him and also maybe doesn't want to let go because from the beginning, Sandoval was like, I don't care. Like I'm going to invite James or let him DJ at this party on a toilet paper thing or whatever. (laughs) Like he literally kept some sort of loyalty to him throughout the years, even when everybody hated James. So Sandoval did have his moments of like sticking up for his friends. And, you know, I mean, his relationship with Schwartz is pretty toxic, but he had moments of being a good friend to him too, which I know we don't want to say any good things about him at all, but, but I think maybe he had been okay in his life at being a friend to some of his male friends. So I think that's why we're seeing his male friends struggle because they have experienced the good stuff. I don't know. He's like good at gift giving. He like, you know, makes them feel loved and, 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 you know, all these things. Yeah, it might be right. I think we cracked it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. No, (laughs) let's remember all the good things that Sandoval did for us over the years. Let's make that good. (laughs) I think he looked like a really, you know, bad partner but I think he had moments of being a good friend. And I also, and people are going to hate me for this too, don't think that Schwartz needs to drop him because of the cheating scandal. I thought that the fact that everybody expected that of Schwartz was kind of like, first of all, you might not know the whole story and Schwartz, I mean, it came out later that he knew longer than, right? more and longer and was part of it and blah, blah, blah. So again, Ariana has all the right to be mad, but Sandoval didn't do this to him, you know? So everyone wants Schwartz to be super mad at Sandoval, which again, the other side to it is the leaving him with the business and the fucking one-star reviews and the, all the shit and, and picking up to the world tour that, I mean, Schwartz should fucking hate him for, you know what I mean? Yes. But not yeah. for the cheating itself is what I mean. I don't th- I don't think that Schwartz like, I don't even really have a problem with him going back and being friends with Sandoval. It's just him sitting down and saying, Oh, I need to like work on myself and figure out what's best for me. And then within 24 hours going to Tom's birthday party is a terrible look. And it's a very dumb look by Schwartz to go do that. Because look, if you're just gonna take that side of it, then just take that side of it. Because honestly, Nobody else in the group is really supportive of you. Every Ariana's very mad at you. Katie, that's your ex, and she still gives you shit all the time. Sheena goes back and forth on you. Like everybody's very wishy-washy with you. But Sandoval, you know, yeah, he left you on the islands, but he has been a friend forever. So I don't blame him for going back to Sandoval. It's just in the way that he did it, and he didn't give it enough time. And he didn't really voice how mad he actually was. What they had one conversation and now they're back. Like there's there should be a lot right. more to talk about there. Right. But but, I think but it you was see like, like kind of the ship mindset there where it's like Schwartz doesn't want to hold on to a grudge. He wants to get back to the place where everyone's at least right. cordial so they can move forward. Like he wants the friendship back. And I agree with you, Amanda. I don't think that it's grounds for him having to remove Sandoval from his life. I think there's a long period in between where a lot of hard conversations need to be had. 
but like you said, he didn't cheat on Schwartz. So I think that there is still an area for them to become friends again. My problem is it doesn't need to be expedited as much as it has. Like it doesn't need to be one conversation when Sandoval gets back from New Zealand and you're like, Oh, I, re- I really miss him though. I really miss Sandoval. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like codependent. If he can't last like, you know, and especially the anger is so understandable that he left him with this bar mm-hmm. With this business that was like hemorrhaging money and just bad vibes all around with all the mess and all the hate that Schwartz was getting for even being attached to him and like was like, okay, bye world tour plus fucking this show. (laughs) So yeah, he, he deserves to be, he deserves to be very mad about that and, and obviously can't. But again, he's kind of like alone in this group because who is right. he talking to aside from, like you said, now him and James are fucking bonding, yeah. but he doesn't really have anybody else either. Well, it's going to be a big year for Brock. Brock is going to step in as the number one oh, guy no. in the group now. That door is yeah, wide open. Peter? We need Peter. Yeah, where's Peter? Yeah, where's Peter? I don't Peter? know. Peter saw a picture of him in LVP closed? this weekend. Oh, oh you no, did? Closed, sir, they closed bump. Is he still yeah, like, sir? Is he still, still the manager like... there? He's probably still he needs the a manager. promotion. He needs a promotion. Lisa. <laughs> He's been there long enough. Bump him up a little bit. You, you kicked him <laughs> off the show. At least give him like a promotion. General manager. <laughs> something more. Like a general. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Just I feel bad for Pete now. That's where we've gotten to in this podcast. But we have a couple of questions and then we'll wrap this up. But um, let's go to our Instagram real quick. Oh, we talked about this before we got on and recorded perfect time to bring it up from Sabrina Sabo one is Tom acting in his confessionals. Mm. We're asking me. Oh, I'm asking you. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're asking everybody. It seems like Tom is being acting. Yes. It seems I would think that Tom is being acting. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I agree. Very yeah. clearly. Yeah. And not mm. only in his confessionals, I think all around. I think that he came into this season as an actor, as a thespian, if you will. I mean, yeah, let's I think not everything forget they all tried to be actors. So they all have the experience. All of them. They did. And I feel like they're all under the guise of like, we all could have been actors. We just chose Vanderpump instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have made it, guys. Yeah. We could have made it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it now. Let's do two more. From... Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. From the Julian Wilson. Lala can reach out to Raquel, but everyone hates Schwartz still. Thoughts? Yeah. Listen, when Lala dropped that bomb at dinner last episode, Mm -hmm. I think it was probably a mix of shock from everyone and like appreciating her honesty. Mm -hmm. Also, maybe a missing piece is Lala telling them maybe off camera. Producers made me do this because they want Raquel back on the show. That's a possibility, yeah. That, that's a possibility that, like, will make people not mad, right? Because if not, like, yeah. how are they not mad? Possibility four, if I've listed four things thus far, is Ariana and Lala are not friends, okay? Ariana can't be mad at Lala. Though it seemed throughout the years that Lala felt very comfortable voicing her opinions on their relationships and whatever, doesn't mean 
that they were closed. So I think they're not. So I think it's a mix of those four things. I think whatever the first thing is, whatever the second thing is, the third one was the maybe producers. Oh, the first one was her honesty. Right. right? right. Okay. The first one was she was, was honest was right one. away. The shock. Okay. Honest shock. Yeah. Honest shock. To maybe produce her intervention. Four, honest not really friends produce. can four not really friends can't be mad. There. Yeah, you got four. I, I think that's enough reasons. But what do you guys yeah, think I, out of the four? Or do you think it might be like all of them? Uh I think it's more the stand the group standing i feel like pretty much what you just said like they're not really friends lala kind of comes and goes and does whatever the hell she wants and she has her friends but she's not as close with ariana whereas i feel like schwartz is just like the human punching bag so if he does something wrong obviously they're going to turn on him and they're not really trying to get him back because he doesn't really serve much of a purpose whereas lala kind of does and i, think I wonder like it imagine also... if sheena if sheena came and said she texted Raquel, like she would be punched in the face by Katie. Yeah, I don't think that Sheena would admit it though. Right. So I think it's also a mix of like Lala can do, oh, there's option five. Lala can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's, that's, that's the ultimate reason. That's the ultimate reason. Lala could literally (laughs) do whatever the fuck she could literally like blow up. Do you remember how she came for Brock and like his kids and like Oh Who yeah, Alice oh, yeah. could fucking do that, but still, you were gonna and say all something. All it took was a crying apology from her, and then Brock was cool with her again. I um, mean, could stand in I, front of Lala tears. I could never. Right, you can't hold up to it. I think no. that. I mean, you guys pretty much hit all the reasons. All I think we got eight or nine of them now. We need to list them <laughs> off again in order. <laughs> no, but I think a big part of it also is because she admitted it immediately after the fact. And I think that a big part of everyone's anger with this whole thing was the fact that it was kept under wraps and people were lying and people were hiding things and this and that. So I think that even if Ariana took it a certain way, for her to just say, you know, it's all good because you told me partly, like you're just honest about it, I think that went a long way. And I think the biggest factor, honestly, I think it was option four, and option two, <laughs> but I think that it's one Lala can do whatever the, uh, that was five is Lala right. can do yeah. whatever the fuck Lala wants. But I think the biggest part is number four in the fact that they're not actually friends before this. And I think that by stating that at the table initially, where she's like, where are we? Where do we stand? I need to know. And in light of that, I want to be honest with you since we are going to move forward in a friendship. I reached out to Raquel And I think that it looks better for Ariana to be like, thank you for telling me we're cool. Let's work on our friendship. I think that it speaks volumes to that friendship if they're able to be open and honest. And then that can actually bridge whatever gap they might have had in the past. I mean, do you guys remember like I was born fucking cool? Like they've had issues. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've they've, had a lot of issues. They've had they've more not vibe than vibed, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think they would vibe if it wasn't for Scandaval. Honestly, I don't think they would ever have gotten to a point where they're like, they could be cordial, but they just, they don't mix well together. They always seem like, like, remember when Stassi was trying to be friends with Ariana? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And Ariana was like desperate for it. She was like, you're Mm -hmm. cool. I'm cool. We have the same birthday. And it just wasn't the vibe. So I think like Lala and Ariana had to be around each other and, 
Lala did show up at least on social media for yeah. Ariana, as yeah. far as we know, and stood up for her publicly. And I mean, she just supported her first night in Chicago. And like, mm-hmm. she's there for the moment. So you know what I mean? But um, yeah. that doesn't mean that Ariana's expectations, you know, are, are fully there from Lala the same way they would be for and from someone else. But again, we don't know. We do know that they were pining to get Raquel back on the show. So this might have been another move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, my theory on that on the is, scene, you know, I think Ariana's leaving the show after the season, and I think Raquel's coming back, and that gives you an automatic season twelve. That's what I. That's my hot take. Damn. I think that she's going to go on to bigger and better things, and then I think that Raquel's going to come back into the fold. Oh my god! Because I think god, the rest of the group, ambitious. there's a there's a space for the rest of the group to move forward, like Sheena. Sheena could become friends with Raquel again. I could see that happening. It would be a yeah, harder she seems push like a very the other ones. Person. But the dudes in the group, they'll get over it. And Ariana seems like she's, you know, she's on Broadway. She's doing things. She's making moves. And this is probably not the career she envisioned as a reality TV star. But doing these other things is something she wants to do. So if that does work and she's able to find work and continue to find work, I don't think she needs it anymore. And she also doesn't have to be on camera with Sandoval anymore. And could you imagine the ratings of episode one, season 12, if Raquel walks back on the screen? That'd be wow. fucking huge. Yeah. That depends on how this so, season goes. Yeah. That's my point, though. No, if this season tanks, you could still be like, well, Rachel's coming back and everyone will still tune in. It's an They'll ace in the in. hole. Yeah. It, it might not be sustainable, though. Because what does uh, Raquel just, actually no, bring to the show? We don't need to go right, into no, this no, conversation. No, 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 not sustainable. <laughs> not sustainable, but definitely a, a one-hit wonder. And a keep on watching just in case. Yeah. You know, yeah. just in case it good, gets good. Good plug for the show there. But um, do you have anything Always. coming up? Anything you need to plug? I do not. Oh, uh, well, we have our live show coming up March 6th. Okay, then we will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, City Winery in Philadelphia. So if you haven't gotten those tickets yet, go to the link in our Instagram bio and get your tickets. Come hang out. Tickets are selling fast. So make sure you go quickly to get them so you don't miss out. But uh, other than that, thank you so much for, for joining us. This was a blast. Oh, thank you for having me. And City Winery is fun in New York, so I'm sure it'll be fun in Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah. we were there, too. Yep. Awesome. Get it, guys. Get it, bros. We will. All right. Well, I'll shoot. You got anything you. Else? This was fun. No, I'm yeah, good. Thanks, awesome. Amanda. Yep, All right, thank guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everybody. Wait, what do I do? Stay in the studio. You stay. Yeah, it's just like-